When I was robbing a bank, I was King Kong. I was boss. When I walked out, the power I felt was intense. And being chased and knowing that I did this thing that was wrong and I got all this cash in my hand, like that's a freaking rush. You're listening to How To. I'm Charles Duhigg. On this show, we try to solve listeners' toughest problems. But, but sometimes it's fun to ask questions we all secretly wish we knew the answers to. Like, how to rob a bank. That, that's something I've always wondered about, because I love bank heist movies. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, Heat, Inside Man, even Point Break. I, I love those movies. And, and bank robbers are sexy and exciting, right? Robert Redford, Clive Owens, Robert De Niro. We want to hurt no one. We're here for the bank's money, not your money. Your money is insured by the federal government. You're not going to lose a dime. I've always wanted to know, how do you rob a bank? Like, could I rob a bank? I mean, like, really? Could I rob a bank? So I found a bank robber. Hello, my name is Joe Lawyer, and I am author of The Man Who Outgrew His Prison Cell, Confessions of a Bank Robber. I mean, you're not... You're not just like a bank robber. You're like a very talented bank robber. You're, you're yeah. very prolific. How, how many banks altogether did you rob? At one point, I counted uh, 30. Wow. The FBI in court said between 30 and 40, wow. but ultimately, I pled guilty to three. And, and how, like, how much was your, your take? Like, what, like, did you ever calculate? Yeah, from, from the 30, it ended up being a quarter million, which... In the end, is not a lot of money. It's only like seven thousand a, a bank robbery. Because in the beginning, sometimes I would only get a thousand from a bank. And one time I robbed a bank, and I knew I got just nothing from them, maybe a couple thousand. And I was so angry, I just walked in the bank next door and robbed it too, even though the police were on the way. <laughs> <Really>? So yeah. <laughs> so there's that was that guy. That was the day where I robbed four. I met up with Joe in California. Let's go look at some banks. And, and I'm not going to say which town because, you know, evidence and self-incrimination and stuff like that. But I asked Joe if he would teach me the nuts and bolts of bank robbery. I don't think we should park in this bank parking lot. Okay. What you want to do is there's like, I think, a Denny's down this way. We can go park in the Denny's parking lot. This is like this is like my first like totally amateur move is actually parked in the parking lot of the bank <laughs> we're going to rob. <laughs> now that you mentioned it, it makes total sense. My goal was to learn enough that I could rob a bank that day. Like, literally, by the end of our conversation, I could walk into a bank and then walk out much, much richer. So so we're in this car that I rented just just for today, for this. Um, and, and it's this, like, huge black SUV. It's, like, literally, like, the biggest car I have ever been in in my entire <laughs> life. And, um, and, like, when I went to the rental place, I told them I was, like, looking... I was looking for a good getaway car, and the guy was like, "Oh man, you gotta re- rent this car." But is this like, is this the right car? Like, if you were, if you were gonna rob a bank today, like, is this the car you would? No, no. I mean, the reason I would have chose this car is precisely because that kid said, "Oh, this is the bank robbery car." Oh, right. So you want to be on something like that? Nobody thinks that's a oh, getaway that little, car. like a little Prius, like like one of those, yeah, like electric cars yeah. that like yuppies drive. Yeah, but they would look at this because they would think, oh, this is, you know, if, <laughs> if this is what they think getaway cars look like, you don't want to be in it. So that's the first rule: if you're going to rob a bank, drive a Prius as your getaway car. Um, well, let's let's go drive and find a a, a bank to rob. Okay. 
As we drove, Joe told me about the first time he robbed a bank. I decided I needed to rob a bank. I was in Mexico. I had been robbed in Mexico. I was a fugitive. And this is before you've robbed any banks. This is it's my first bank. Okay. I had mostly made my money through deception, defrauding, defrauding people. And uh, I didn't have a lot of money, but you know, I had you know thirty, forty thousand dollars, something like that. And and now I had like two thousand, twenty five hundred bucks in my pocket. That's all I had. So I drive up to the U.S. I was in in Baja, California at the time. I start early, ten o'clock in the morning, and I walk into a bank. I write a note there, and I'm like, no, I can't do it. So as I walk out, I realize there's two cameras on me, and they could have seen me right in the note right there. Like I could have been busted here before. Like you realize it was just you, so stupid. And I was like, what am I doing? Jesus Christ! You realize so, you can't do it because you're feeling nervous, or like yeah, I was what? just there. I was just like, ah, I'm picking up a weird vibe. When the weird vibe was just, I was just scared. It turns out I'm. I walk in banks all day, literally all day. I'm like embarrassed that I am not acting courageous at all. I am totally fearful of this first bank robbery. But um, by 4.45, the banks closed at five in those days, 1986. I, uh, you know, walk in this bank. I put, the, put the, the, the note down. I grab, she finally gives me 4,500 bucks or something. And I hit the door and I hear, he robbed us, he just robbed us. And I barely hit the door and I start running. And people are running after me, and um, uh, but I'm fast, so I'm like, oh shit, they're running, they're chasing me. So I just boo, kick it in a high gear, far down the block, and I jump into a cab. And, into and, a cab? You didn't have a getaway car? No, no, like, no, no, no. <laughs> this is, I was just walking around. So I get into a cab. They drive me down to um, San Ysidro. I had a hotel there. I'm all excited, 4,500 bucks. I get in my car first thing in the morning, going to Mexico and the last off ramp and the border's closed. And it's closed because they're looking for stolen cars. And so they get me for the stolen car that I was in. They did not get me for the bank robbery. I went to prison for two years and the whole time I'm sitting there like, I know what I do when I get out. I have a future in crime and it's bank robbery. The reason Joe was certain he wanted to become a bank robber was because pretty much the same reason I want to become a bank robber. Because bank robbers are cool. One thing I picked up real quick, bank robbers, they occupy a special place in the prison hierarchy. Huh. And, um, because Hollywood, you know, every Hollywood hunk has played a bank robber. Wow. Yeah. Everybody has fantasized. I mean, when I went on my book tour, an old lady with blue hair came up to me and she says, you know what, I always thought about robbing a bank when I was younger. You know, the, the thing I'm thinking as you're saying this is like, that's actually why I reached out to you. I, I've always wanted to rob a bank. Like, I thought that's why I wanted to learn how to rob a bank is because, like, you're right. It does seem like it seems sexy and cool and, like... It's a sexy crime. That's exactly it. It's a sexy crime. After he got caught that first time, Joe wanted to figure out how to become a better bank robber. And so he started learning everything he could about how people rob banks. And once he started looking for lessons, he found them in some surprising places. When I was on parole, when I got out of prison, I went to my parole office and the guy had a U.S. Department of Justice book of facts on the coffee table in the waiting room. I picked, <laughs> really? this, I picked up this book of U.S. Department of Justice statistics on bank robbery. They had a whole thing in there. It's like the coffee table book at, like, like, like at the, the parole thing office? It's like you look at when you're like, and so I look at it and, and, and it was kind of comical, but I look at this thing and I discover from all their statistics and charts that 
most bank robbers they like kind of lay stuff out most bank robbers rob far away the first bank from where they live and when they get away they um they're so excited like oh you know maybe i don't have to go i don't have to drive an hour away this time i'll just go like 45 minutes 50 minutes away because an hour is a long time and i need to come back and my dope whatever so then what they'll do is the like, 45 minutes and it might take them two weeks to get you know must up the courage to do it again right um and so then they come the third time they do it they they won't wait two weeks it'll be like a week and a half and then this time they won't go 45 minutes they'll just go 30 minutes and so there's this they can start seeing where it starts far and starts oh they're like drawing a line back to their house and then finally they're just frenzying around their house they're like then you kind of can pinpoint where this person is based on like that kind of stuff, right? Wait, that um, was in the book? Like that, literally yeah, in yeah, this, like, bu- these this are coffee statistics. table book you're reading? Yeah, this is where I got it from. And so I say, <laughs> I'm going to flip the script. I'm going to start robbing nearby, and I'm going to, with greater frequency, I'm going to start robbing further and further in San Diego. I'm going to go that way. That's why I frenzied in San Diego and robbed four one day. And so, and I was in L.A. So this is the next rule of robbing a bank. Read the books your parole officer leaves on the coffee table. Only joking. (laughs) The real rule is, don't conform to usual patterns. Don't get lazy and start robbing closer and closer to home. And that actually leads us to the next lesson Joe learned. Don't assume that the bank's security guard is going to stop you from robbing the bank. Because the truth is, the bank oftentimes, they'll let you get away. I have robbed two banks in which there was a security guard in it. And I didn't care because I was fearless. So he was not going to do anything to stop me from walking out of that bank because the FBI doesn't want gunplay in the bank. Uh. And they're told, let him go, get all the intelligence you can gather from observing them, but they don't want to risk the, the people inside. There's a bigger rule here. Don't do what's expected of you. Don't run out of the bank and hop in your getaway car. Instead, just calmly walk away. Because everyone who works in a bank They've all seen the same movies you have. So don't act like a movie star bank robber. Do the opposite. I normally did suburbs. And when I did suburb banks, I did it so that they are usually at the corner of like a, a shopping center. So there was a, a, a Ralph's or a Vons or something there and a Rite Aid and, and a bunch of little shops, coffee shop. And Why's I would that? park my car on the other side of them. I would walk through them, come through the parking lot and get to the bank at the corner and then I would walk through my thing. So now here's a Bank of America, for example. Yeah. So like I would park down here on the other side of this building and I would okay. walk through this and I'd have a building between me and the and bank. The bank. So and I would just walk casually out of the bank through there and the advantage I, ha- I would have if I parked somewhere over here, when I got in my car, I'd feel totally comfortable. I could now drive toward the bank because they would not be expecting the bank robber to be driving right. towards the bank, right? What they are going to be looking for when they leave the bank, after, if they wanted to chase me at all, is a getaway car. If they had lifted up their head and looked in the parking lot, they would have seen me looking at them like a bunch of knuckleheads. <laughs> but they never could because Hollywood has everyone jumping in getaway cars. That's interesting. And, and so they would be looking for a car or somebody in a car, which is why I could walk away and they would never think I was simply walking, you know, so as long two as blocks you're, away. As long as you're strolling down this like just leafy casually, green tree, past this office building. Right through this parking lot, just casually. Yeah. And, Not and running, just walking on, away. On the way to your Prius, 
so the way that you're describing this, it, it makes it sound like actually robbing a bank is really like simple. It was simple. That's why everyone can do it. But how do you choose which banks to rob in the first place? Okay, so so as we're driving and and there's a there's a couple of banks on this road. Like, what are we looking like? What are we looking for? Okay, for me, as you see, there's a freeway right here. Yeah. Once I get on this freeway, I'm a minute away from a freeway exchange. So that one there gives me four ways to go, and they don't know which way I've gone. Okay, so that's the next rule: find a bank near a highway interchange. But to be honest. All those tips, they're relatively minor compared to the biggest, most important rule of all. When you walk up to the teller, you need to be able to terrorize them. Joe, he didn't really care about security cameras or, or casing the joint before a robbery. All he really cared about was being able to scare the teller so badly that they would do anything he told them to. Terror was the key. If, if you're serious about doing this, um, then you just need to uh, terrorize a person enough so they are willing to do something they're not supposed to do and for the purpose of preserving their life. If you can persuade them that their life is in danger, mostly, most people will be like, you know what, my life is more valuable than $7,000 this guy might get here. Yeah. And so I just, I knew how to step into in front of somebody who was a good faith person they say hey, how you doing sir whatever and immediately blast them with a ferocity of threat and menace and my eyes would just go dark and so i would always start with we have a bomb making them think there was some conspiracy that there were other people okay because then that's just opened it up to like okay i don't know who's looking so i don't know who's we, involved we have, so a bomb. Like, we have a bomb and then i have a gun so now i mean i had a gun but i never showed the gun okay. and so i i knew i knew that i had power and, and a lot of it's too not only in the delivery it's also in the eyes you know it just would go blank joe knew how to do this he said because of how he had been raised and that's what he would think about on the way to the robbery i was raised in an exceptionally brutal home and when I was 16, I was getting beat so badly that later, you know, in the hospital, uh, the police would take me and discover that I had a concussion and fractured bones. And then we were placed in, in uh, foster care. So I was raised terrorized. I was raised with a level of viciousness and energy that just came in and just, you know, cut you in half. I, I learned how to uh, conjure that in myself. Yeah. And um, and at 16, in fact, when my dad came home for round two for, for the beating, I picked up a steak knife and I stabbed him in the neck and tried to kill him. He survived, and then we went into foster care. So that was, where, that was the, the beginning of my rage, being able to act itself out. Like, how do you feel on the way driving to look for a bank i mean i would get so anxious because my body was like hell no stop man you might get shot today you might get killed we don't want to die we don't want to die stop stop and my body would do everything it can to subvert the the, the process so i would get so intense with my hands on the steering wheel i'd be like i had to do something i'm constantly like just i couldn't keep them on the steering wheel my stomach would be killing me um my uh my head would hurt and then this intense wave of fatigue would roll over me you know just my body wanted to shut down 
like it was almost like the red lights at a train stop right like stop 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 and um and then i would summon humiliations i would summon the my childhood the things including when my dad beat me and then i stabbed him and then this rage that rose up inside of me that was incited by these memories that had been the thing that had been protecting me since i was a boy and it came up and it slammed all that stuff down and then when i was robbing a bank i was king kong i was boss i took my energy into a bank and i cut people in half and i derived my pleasure from them being afraid and i felt amazing because the power dynamics everything shifted to me when i walked out the power i felt was intense and the rush the rush of like being chased and knowing that I did this thing that was wrong and I got all this cash in my hand. Like that's a freaking rush. Now, I literally one time when I was on bond, took a guy to rob a bank to teach him how to rob a bank. Comes running out and I was parked away and he runs to me and I'm all excited. He gets in, he's breathing heavy. I'm all excited, it's like a movie. It's ah, great, he did it, first bank robbery. So how much did you get, homeboy? And he was like, oh no, they, I didn't get any, they told me no. <laughs> I was like, what the? How does anybody, they're supposed to give you the money? How did that? I was so angry. It was ridiculous how much this guy could not exude the requisite menace. I don't like, think I, I don't think I have that menace. Most I, people, most people don't. You know who does? Assholes. Who? Assholes have it. You gotta be an asshole to do it. So, th so this is interesting because what I hear you saying is I, I thought that like, I thought that I'd be able to rob this bank today it, just by learning the rules. Like, but but no. you're telling me like, it's the menace. Like I, I have to be able to, I have to have that anger. Um, I don't I don't know if I can do that. I, I don't know if I can terrorize <laughs> someone. Like yeah, even I just mean, the idea of, so you, I, we're in front of the bank that, that we've we've identified and, and Okay, so I'm gonna go hey, and man. I'll be back in like 10 minutes. Is that okay? okay? Yeah. Okay, okay. It I'll, shouldn't take you that long, man. I, no, it probably yeah. shouldn't. All I, right. Because I, I, I might, but but I might rob this. I mean, oh, no. <laughs> well, I'm gonna be your getaway driver. <laughs> so you're on you, your own, bro. You, I'm locking the door. Like, I'm just, Let me in. I'm just saying. What do you think the odds are? I'm I mean, a walking. I now have yeah. gotten the tutorial. What do you think the odds are that I yeah, walk the in? The odds right? are that I don't. I, I yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but I'm telling you, man. You will be pounding on these doors saying, "Let me in," while I'm driving away. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll be back. I'll be All back. Right. I'll, right. I might. I might be pounding on the doors. All right. Let's go. Coming up, I try to rob a bank. Sort of. This episode is brought to you by Defender. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with thoroughly modern design. The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing, and the interior is built with robust materials and integrity. The Defender capability is legendary, whether you're facing off road challenges or harsh weather conditions. Built for the modern explorer, the Defender 110 lets you go further and do more. And cargo capacity means more room for your gear. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. 
A vehicle made to go further, the Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. Okay, uh, this is Charles Duhigg. I'm um, I'm sitting in my car. Uh, I've talked to Joe Loya. All right, okay, I'm getting out. So I'm walking through the, um, there's a plane overhead. I'm walking through the, the parking lot. and Oh my God, I, I left my keys in the car. Um, so I left Joe, uh, fully intending to test what he had taught me about robbing banks. But let's be totally honest with each other. I, I knew I wasn't going to actually rob a bank, right? Like, like not only am I not prepared emotionally for grand theft larceny, but I'm definitely not prepared to go to prison, no matter how much it's going to make for an awesome podcast episode. But I did wonder, could I muster up this thing that Joe said was the most critical part? Like, like could I muster up the menace that you need to do a bank robbery? I actually have an account at this. I figured I would find some banks using Joe's method, and then I would go in and, and see what happens. I'm going to walk over. Like, could I intimidate the tellers at, at least a little bit and, and maybe get them to answer some questions? Hey. Hey, how are you? Hey, um, I... Uh, can I can I ask you a, a this is a weird question? I was wondering, have you have, have you ever been robbed? No. No, you've never been robbed. That's never happened to you. No. Like, do they tell you like what what do you what are you supposed to do if like a bank robber comes up? Yeah, we're not supposed to give that that information out. To You're not supposed to tell customers what you would do if a bank robbery happens. Are we going to do a transaction? Uh, sure, sure. Um, oh, okay. Um. Like, do you ever, oh crap, I, I put in the wrong code. Um, do, uh, do I hit cancel? Do you, do you ever worry worry about like, like no, sir. bank robberies or anything? No, you don't worry about that? How much are we withdrawing today? Uh, how much are we withdrawing? Uh, just ten, ten dollars? So can I tell you the reason I was asking about this? I I was talking to this guy. We we interviewed this guy. He was like a like he got caught, but he was like a famous. I'm sorry. And, and well, what account are we gonna withdraw from? <laughs> Maybe like uh my uh, I guess the checking account. Sure. Anyway, so I was talking to this guy. He's like a he's like a he had robbed like thirty banks. He had all this advice like like you're gonna ask me to leave. Okay. Okay. Um, there's my ten dollars, and you don't. Can I? I can't ask any more questions. No, I, I got it. Okay, I gotta go. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna. Okay, and now I'm in the parking lot, and I guess I guess if I had actually robbed this bank, I would walk calmly to my car, and I could get away. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> like, I just got ten dollars out of my account. <laughs> Uh, that did not really, that didn't go well at all. Um, but I'm way less nervous now than I was walking in. I feel a lot better. Okay, this is the, the third bank that I'm going to try and rob. The first two di uh, did not go very well at all. I feel like I'm going to be better at this one. I'm, uh, I parked exactly where Joe told me. It's, it's, a, it's a bank. It's a different bank in a different mall. Um, there's like a Jamba Juice here. Okay, I also know exactly where I'm going to escape my getaway. When, after, after I get the money, the freeway is three blocks away. Uh, they won't know which direction I've gone. Okay, I'm inside the bank. I just walked into the bank. 
and um, there's a lot more tellers. There's a lot more tellers. There's uh, there's nobody in line. Be assertive. Hey, hey, how are you doing? Hi, hi. Um, hey, I, I I'm uh, I had a, a question. I'm working on this thing, um, a podcast that we're making. And I was I was just wondering, like, have you guys ever been like robbed? You can't really, like, has that ever happened? It sounds terrible. I'm sure all banks have been robbed. All banks have been robbed? Yeah. Do you guys have a guard? I don't even see a guard. You're going to ask me to leave? Can I, okay, can I just ask you one thing? Would you be intimidated by me? Like, would I be, like, an intimidating... Ba- no. You don't look really intimidated at all. Um, okay, okay, you want me to leave? Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Have a nice day. I'm. Thank you. I'm sorry. Okay, so I'm just walking back to my car. There's no one pursuing me. I think that that's a valuable lesson that I'm probably not a great bank robber. At least I remembered my keys this time. Uh, that did not go well at all, though. <laughs> literally, So I think that the thing that I've definitely learned is that like, I am not, I, I don't have a future in bank robbery, but, but, but it does. Let me ask this one question, which occurred to me when I was in there. If, if, if there was someone out there who's like listening to this and they're like, they, the, exactly what we were saying before, they think bank robbing is kind of cool, right? They think that like, like, in, like if, if things were different, they could be a bank robber. Yeah. What would you tell them? I tell them people this all the time. Cause when I have to tell my, I go in, I've conducted writing workshops in juvenile halls and prisons, men, women's prisons. And I tell the story, and mostly what I tell is like, hey, I'm not going to tell you how to rob a bank. Me, I went 14 months, robbed 30 banks, and that is a long time to be robbing and not get caught. I was pretty good at it, but then I had to give them seven years in a prison for it. So what I'm telling you is like, yeah, it's kind of easy, but you're going to get your ass caught, and you're going to go to federal prison. It's going to suck. That's the last rule. Assume you are going to get caught and that you're going to become a really bad person. Someone who isn't sexy at all. The kind of person who, frankly, no one ever wants to be. And then the best you can hope for is that someday, hopefully, you'll realize what a terrible person you've become and and somehow you'll change. But it could take years. Joe spent seven years in prison, two of them in solitary confinement, where he basically went crazy, he told me. And all he could think about was how many people he had hurt. And then when he finally got out, he had to rebuild his entire life. Because here's the thing, at the end of it all, I don't feel bad for any bank I robbed. I feel bad for all the terror I put into the women, mostly women, who I robbed. That is one of my singular regrets, and any friends know that. Because now I'm a total ally of women because I had I suffered when I changed my life and my conscience was awakened. Just that knowledge of what I put into people and they had to take home. Everyone around them had to handle them and, and comfort them. And there you have PTSD now. I mean, I got contacted by a woman once I gave this I told a story at a story time thing, and she came up and said, Man, I was robbed. I was actually robbed. I was in a bank and I was a teller and I was robbed and she says, you know, for a long time I had to go to therapy and I had PTSD. And she says, you know, I'm glad you changed your life, but it's a really, it's really terrible what happens on our end. And I, I was like, I know I get it. And, you know, that's one of my biggest regrets is I 
am not the guy who robbed those banks anymore. Sometimes when I'm telling you these stories, because historically I understand they occurred, and I was there, and I have them as memories, but that guy, that rageful 26-year-old man, I'm a 57-year-old man now. I got a good family. I got a good life. I can't terrorize people like that now. Homeboy, I'm telling you right now, you and I walk in there, I don't know who would be more afraid, you or me. <laughs> I have to say, I don't think I will ever watch a, like, a bank heist movie the same way again. Like I, I don't think so either. It's... I guess I like going into this it just seemed fun like it just seems like to learn how to rob a bank that seemed like the like the the coolest sexiest thing but I don't like I don't feel that way anymore at all <laughs> that's like, good that's good you shouldn't it just I mean, you seems know terrible I, yeah it's not like like even just saying that like I thought it would be sexy and fun like I feel kind of embarrassed yeah thank you Joe I really appreciate you taking the time it's such a great pleasure to meet you you're welcome man and uh if I do end up I'm robbing a bank. Uh, I won't call Dude, you. Dude, no, no. If you do end up robbing a bank, call me, man. I'll, I'll work with you on, on the book when okay. you're in prison. <laughs> okay. Our special thanks to Joe Loya, the author of a wonderful memoir, The Man Who Outgrew His Prison Cell. We really, really appreciate him spending some time with us. And, and as well, our thanks to all the bank employees who were willing to put up with me as I was acting like an idiot inside their banks. Also, it goes without saying, please do not try this at home without first consulting an attorney who will tell you, do not rob a bank. On the other hand, if you have a question about something else, whether it's legal or illegal, we would love to hear from you. Um, if you have a problem you need solved, drop us an email at howtoatslate.com and we might have you on the show. I don't care about anyone or anything. All I care about is going in, getting the bank. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit this bank, and it's cl it's closed. The doors are locked. Okay, so I'm gonna go find another bank. If you like what you heard today, please tell a friend and and give us a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. Fierce. Oh God! Seriously, dude, this bank is this bank is closed too. How are these people staying in business if all of their banks are closed? How To's executive producer is Derek John. Merritt Jacob is our engineer. Our theme music is by Hannes Brown. June Thomas is the senior managing producer of Slate Podcasts, and Gabriel Roth is Slate's editorial director for audio. Special thanks to Jeremy Dalmas, TJ Raphael, Katie Rayford, Asha Saluja, Maggie Taylor, and Julia Turner. I'm Charles Duhigg. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.